0: Welcome to Wobbies and Wizards. This is Light, the Light Fingered
1: Thief. And I am Logar the Barbarian. Hey, Logar. <laughs> hey, Logar. Hey, Light. <laughs> hey, Light. I got a question. Yeah, what's that? You read comics growing up, right? Uh, I did,
0: yes. Yes. More, well, more probably in the uh, late 80s, nine, early 90s, and then obviously current era.
1: I know I've said many times in the show that my, a lot of my early gaming was, was superhero based. And a lot of that was because I was so obsessed with these comics. When I was, I was young, I was early eighties. I remember my dad, we were on a trip to see my grandfather and my dad got me like, like, I want to say there was like four comics for the first four. I remember really getting into, and it must, I think it may have been 82. If I'm thinking correctly, but I may be off a little bit. I will never. I got Spider-Man, which one? uh, 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 Amazing. I don't remember which which title it was. I remember it was a Spider-Man book. Okay. I and we got a. I got a Thor book. I want to say a Captain America, and there was at least one more Fantastic Four, maybe. (laughs) It wasn't the Fantastic Four, and I don't think it was Daredevil. It was one of those big ones. And I remember we were on a trip to see my my great-grandfather pop. We called him Pop. And he lived out in Baltimore, Ohio. We had to go over this old rickety-covered bridge to get there and stuff that you've been out there. It was very country. And I remember driving out that way. We got these, he bought these comics from a, a little corner store out in the middle of the country. And I sat in the back just reading those. And I was just obsessed by the time like Secret Wars came out and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, that was the coolest thing. I had this obsession with them. And back then, the only movie was Superman with Christopher Reeves. Yeah. It was like the only serious superhero movie he had. I had. Mean, well,
0: there was a Spider Man TV series. Yeah.
1: There um, was a Spider Man TV series. But I know, let, let's face uh, it, it wasn't exactly what I mean, we had the Hulk TV series. We had the Hulk TV series. Yeah. And we had Wonder Woman. But like the only serious cinema that was taken seriously, it felt, and given like, a budget and everything else was that superman movie i mean superman one and two were pretty good but then after oh, i that, loved them
0: <laughs> i was like i'm not sure about three was sort of okay and four was like eh.
1: <laughs> well i am i read these comics and constantly imagined in my mind what it could look like on screen how you could do it on screen and i'd never made those movies but i i ran those games a million times. <laughs> like i've made all those things that i imagined into role-playing games that we played. and now i live in a world where finally these fantasies that i had as a kid are like everywhere it's like the biggest hottest thing and i'm gonna be frank i freaking love it <laughs> these are my yeah. childhood dreams and fantasies. Well, you know the <laughs> modern era of let's call it nerd fandom
0: with the rise of popularity of dungeons and dragons with um comic books in media as well as other fandoms take your pick you know the anime fandom the manga fandoms pokemon fandoms. so i think it's really a renaissance for a lot of these things that we were interested in growing up but we could never find as youth because
1: it was just not very common well it's other kids like us well they're not kids anymore they're in their 40s like we are and they are oh, the yeah. ones <laughs> making the movies and they were the ones who grew up with those creative things so there was hey we really need a we really need an an Eternals movie. Like, yeah, we do. That's a great idea. I've been exactly. saying that for decades. <laughs> and, and I I'm, agree.
0: And they're very well done because some of the um, earlier ones. So you know, I did enjoy Superman one, two, and three for to a certain extent. But then some of the more recent ones, with like the Fantastic Four, not so good. You know, oh uh, i don't
1: know which fantastic four are you talking about there because i think tim story did an okay job i'll say
0: is this <laughs> the one i'm thinking about is the one with uh, jessica alba as uh, invisible yeah. woman
1: yeah that, that's the tim story one i don't think he did it as bad of a job as people gave as people say he did the, yeah. the, especially with the rise of the silver surfer i would have changed some things about the fantastic four movies they put out I definitely would have never had Doom running around without a mask on.
0: Well, that's the thing. Doom needs to have his <laughs> steel mask and robe on. But then there are some other ones that were not so good, like the uh, Ben Affleck Daredevil. Uh, I was Who's excited I... when
1: that came out. I, I it's not the best. I will defend most Marvel superhero movies. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. How about dark? How about the recent Dark Phoenix by uh, by Fox?
1: Oh, uh, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there were some things in there I would have loved to have seen, maybe done a little bit differently, I'll put it that way
0: <laughs> yeah, so but net message overall is, yes it's great, especially with current times that there's a lot of cool comic book fandom, RPG fandom, other nerd fandom things coming out, um, you know, I'm super excited to see a lot more influence of Asian media and popular culture today as well too, be it you know, take your pick, music with BTS or Squid Games, and others. So for me, I think, you know, this is really the renaissance. We can actually turn on, well, take your pick, turn on your laptop or your TV, depending on what you're streaming, (laughs) or going to the movies and having these choices of, like you said, we got the Eternals, we had Shang-Chi, we, you know, have a lot of great
1: great options out there now. I will be 100%. That Thor Ragnarok movie, I am one of my all-time favorite movies at this point. Is uh, Ragnarok the
0: one where you ended up fighting like super hulk on that yeah yeah and they had all
1: these really kirby looking outfits and sets and stuff that were very jack kirby reminiscent oh i loved seeing all that that blew my mind that was such a comic book come to life i was like excited the little kid in me was like yes 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 i've been dreaming of this well here's the thing too i think that there's something that i've noticed with me is that when i wanted to see those and i couldn't see those that's what i really focus my games on and now the things that I focus on are other things that I'm not seeing I wonder how much that impacts me what I want to see or what I want to what I imagine and what I want to get into playing uh, and once I've seen it or been able to watch it as a movie it, it might be a little less interesting to me so to say does that make sense
0: yeah I mean it's part of the creativity imagi- imagination that you have so for example, growing up, you know, we read H.P. Lovecraft, we played the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game and Arkham Horror board games. And there wasn't a lot of popular media, um, you know, TV and movies that were Call of Cthulhu-esque with that type of uh, cosmic horror. Now there's more, maybe not on a level of like say the Marvel movies, but there is some more, but I still crave that type of um, unknown cosmic horror versus the traditional, you know, 80s slasher horror, which I do enjoy. But, you know, craving some of that, you know, very mysterious, unknown horror that you don't know what you're dealing with versus be like, oh, there's a crazy man in the chainsaw chasing me around the room type of thing. So
1: i i just have to mention as you were saying that my computer popped up with an alert that said rare chaosium call of cthulhu game hp lovecraft second edition is almost <laughs> yours make your bid on ebay today yeah <laughs> so perfect timing perfect timing so i love you know, call it Cth- uh, well you know. call of cthulhu. i love the lovecraft paperbacks that i used to buy in high school yep i bought a lot of those and i don't think i realized i was much of a fan as much of a Cthulhu mythos fan at the time But I think I really was I read a lot of those Little short stories Got into it those are things That I haven't seen done in media Like superhero films no well Like there was color out of space Which was cool and there's been some older movies That came out like there was a Dagon one or something yeah with, there
0: was a Dagon one
1: With and Al from it. Quantum Leap Right <laughs> <laughs> Oh he and just then, passed away Dean Stockwell
0: Yeah he was passed away last month I think it was So, yeah, so there are some elements of that. And then, you know, there are some elements of the Cthulhu-esque. Obviously, Dagon showed up in the Conan. Was it Conan the Destroyer? Uh, The second Conan movie with
1: Arnold? I think so.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, Robert E. Howard and H.P. Lovecraft corresponded. So they had trading ideas and such between, you know, Conan fighting Cthulhu-type creatures. But, you know, another one would be like, say, Judge Dredd, right? Judge Dredd was a comic book had a role playing game that, that that we tried to play and create our own little you know judge red type of stuff and then you know there were two movies that came out.
1: I never saw the second one. I need to go see it. The I second really one's why. really good.
0: The second one's really good. The first one I mean it was okay. I mean it was the only thing that we had so <laughs> so we took it. But then the second one was brilliant. So
1: well I'm gonna say something that that might be a little controversial. Well, In the 90s, I complained that television and movies sucked. And I maintain that. I think that TV and movies were terrible when I was younger. In the 80s, we liked what was on TV. team was really popular because it's all we 18? had access to. Yep, Knight Rider. Knight Rider. That's like we didn't have a million options. No. I think that television shows and movies are a lot better and the only reason i think that that is is because it's the it's an old saying that i picked up in reading philosophy is we stand on the shoulders of giants we've seen how others have done it and we're able to emulate it and keep on doing more and improving it like oh that was great let's do that but it could be improved here right i think that we're like in a much better era of seeing these things like superheroes and all these Genre fictions on television. Now, some of them haven't really been put out there. We have Lovecraft Country was a cool show. Yeah,
0: Lovecraft Country was brilliant. That was so I good. loved it. That I so love that.
1: But there, but we're still like we're in an era where these things that were written or these comics and everything are being put out there. Finally, we've been playing role playing games based on them for decades. So my fandom eras, you know, my fandoms aren't just with the games. Growing up, it was a big thing with the comics. Um, definitely big with the comics. I kind of got out of the comics when I sold my comics. I want to estimate that might have been 2005 or 2006, around my son was very young. Yeah. And I had a large collection that I sold. And what happened was I was in an era when movies were starting to come out of the superheroes and characters I loved. And I was able to start following different forms of media to get those stories. I still subscribe to like Marvel's app to read comics and read Marvel comics from time to time, but I don't read to the extent I did when I was younger. I just don't have the money and time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've cut back on a lot of my comics
0: um, as well, too. But, you know, to your point in regards to like the 90s being what we felt like a dry spell. I mean, I remember in the 90s, I was mostly watching Japanese anime and um, foreign films, foreign films from Asia and Europe, because the US cinema was, like you said, and TV was so so. I mean, I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the late 90s. That was really good. And Star Trek, I f- well, Next Gen and DS9, but I think that was probably only the shows that I enjoyed coming out of the 90s.
1: <laughs> I know there were a few shows here and there I watched in the 90s. I can't really think of them at this point. I was not a big TV watcher than I. I watched a lot of VHS and film, like movies there. Right. Yep. I watched more, I was probably more of a movie buff back then than I am to this day. To this day, I feel like I'm a movie buff of, like, genre fiction that comes out in Like, so if it's, like, superhero or it's on, you know, like, movies like Color Out of Space, things that are, like, based on the same kind of things that the games I play are based on. That I'm excited to watch. Yeah.
0: And I'm excited that, you know, with the streaming TV, like Netflix sponsoring a lot of TV shows and stuff, you know, we've been able to get more stories out there, more stories beyond the trish, traditional leads that we have had. You know, we've had Luke Cage, the TV series, with uh, a full African-American cast. Wonderful.
1: I so want to see just a straight-up Heroes for Hire TV show done by Marvel. I I, I just want to see it. I loved it. <laughs> I just want to see a Heroes for Hire. <laughs> well,
0: you know, the other ones I thought have been interesting, you know, like Jessica Jones was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Wild Card series that George R. R. Martin edited. You know, I am
1: not that – Wildcard, was that an image book or am I confusing that with something else?
0: You're, you're confusing it with Wildcats. Yeah, uh, I think I am. That's, yeah, what I, that's Wild Wildcards what... is superhero-based. So it was first it's – it's a book series started in the uh, yeah. 80s as well. And it was a modern take on superheroes but in a very adult-oriented setting. Hmm. In, in regards to like Watchmen, so Watchmen and Wild Cards were in the same era, same vein. So you know how would superheroes function in, in a normal, real world society? So th- you know that series has been going on for many, I don't, I don't
1: know,
0: 18, 19 books now. Really? Uh, I'm,
1: yeah, I'm not familiar with it at all. I'm surprised yeah. I haven't heard of it. Um, oh, it's yeah, it's
0: it's, it's, it's really good. George R. R. Martin edited, and he and it was actually based on a role playing game that he ran. He ran the Supers, uh, hero role playing game from uh, Chaosium. So the uh, super road.
1: So here's my thing. I I have you ever read or you ever watched The Expanse? I I got really into the book series under COVID. I hadn't I hadn't seen The Expanse or anything until COVID hit, and then I started watching the show. I said, this is pretty good. I got the books, fell in love with the books, watched them left and or read them left and right, um, or been reading them left and right, yep. and I love it. It's great. But as I'm reading it, I have often asked myself. I have this sneaky suspicion because I know that they wanted. Apparently, they wanted it to be a role-playing game or something. It is now a role-playing game as well. But I had this suspicion that it may have been an old traveler game. This is basically
0: <laughs> That's and my it suspicion. Might be, it might be because many of these, you know, storytellers, let's say George R. R. Martin, who ran Super Road, and they spent so much time role-playing gaming that they didn't actually start writing to make money so that's why he's like oh i, I need to make some money so they turned the storylines and
1: the characters that they created in super road to the characters in the wild cards universe well so. one of one of the authors from the expanse because there's two two fellers and they call themselves james s Cor- s a Corey, i believe it is but they're actually like two different people one of them was like an editor or a ghostwriter or something for george rr R. martin from what i understand so i wonder if they were in the same game group yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, this is the, I'd like to know. <laughs> this was the uh, New Mexico, you know, writers
0: slash RPG gamers that they that they had. So it's always interesting to see how, like you said, role playing games can lead to obviously stories and campaigns that can become either books or movies or other. So it's certainly quite, quite um,
1: fascinating to see how things can evolve into, you know, modern, <laughs> modern media. Well, I, I know that, like, I hear a lot, a lot of people speaking out like uh, another Marvel movie and looking down on the superhero big budget films, but I'm gonna be 100% honest. As a kid that grew up just daydreaming, daydreaming of, of seeing this come and happen one day, I remember when I first joined the Marine Corps, I would go, we'd have to do our, you know, three mile runs and all that, right. and I'd be running out in the desert and I'd be running and I'd just look up to the sky and imagine Iron Man and his silver armor and the light shining off of him and how realistic they could be. Like, man, they got CGI nowadays. Yeah. They can make this happen. <laughs> when I actually saw it on screen, I that was one of the closest to what I had like envisioned in my mind seeing Iron Man done like that. I was like, yes, that's exactly what I wanted to see. I spent years fantasizing about this. I was thrilled. And I didn't have to make my own game to see it in my head.
0: Well, of course not. So that's that's how the uh, like you said imagination can uh, play into designing the uh, role playing games that you have. Yeah. Now, obviously, you know there's a lot of computer games out there today that you know people can play as well too, like traditional Baldur's Gate for D and D, which you know I enjoy. But even like say Chrono Trigger and other uh, fantasy sci fi role playing games. So for me, it's always curious to see, you know, at what point do people skew towards like say computer simulation games versus tabletop role-playing games because if you're online you do have some interaction with the uh computer simulation
1: games i guess i'm gonna like so my experience with with video games and computer games is so non-existent i played some growing up i hear a thing i hear nomenclature i guess is the right word i hear like language and stuff that made its way into role-playing games from the computer game world that wasn't there when, for the quite a few <laughs> quite a few years when i right. first started playing but i've been hearing more recently sometimes i just am a little quiet about it when people talk about because i'm confused about what they're talking about sometimes i have no idea
0: yeah i mean i'm not like, speed on, on current yeah. games either so
1: i i mean on on games period uh i like i i played frogger in the arcade i played some nintendo at my friend's house like mike tyson's punch out in the tetris i know i played duck hunt in super mario brothers wasn't often I know I played the Darkwing Duck video game on Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that no, happens. you know, I, I was thinking more in the
0: context of, like, for example, like the Witcher series. So the Witcher series was a series of novels that came out of um, Poland. Yes. And then it became a video game, a, a TV series. And I think they may have an RPG, or board game out for the Witcher now as well. I, too. Have,
1: I have heard about a Witcher RPG. I've not read the books. I've not seen the show. And, well, I, video games aren't a thing that... <laughs>
0: No, no. The, the, t- my- the TV show is pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm watching it right now. That's why I'm bringing
1: it up. I need to probably check it. I had actually I, I say I didn't watch it. I think I started the first episode or so and my better half was not interested in watching it. So it never was finished.
0: <laughs> I would guess that your spouse and even my, my spouse, our, our respective spouses would not be into it unless they like <laughs> henry Carville, because you know he's a hot dude <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she's into him
1: <laughs> yeah i don't think
0: so i think i think sherry likes him so i think sherry's watched it
1: <laughs> <laughs> sherry we're talking about you on the internet
0: <laughs> <laughs> but anyways with the what your point being is you know it started off as a novel and now it's spawned into you know tv series games as well as an rpg um even with like say hellboy hellboy started off his comic book Became a movie and has an RPG, and you know I I love I'm Hellboy and the BRPD s- series.
1: I'm not familiar with the Hellboy role playing game. I think I may have they, seen it at some point. Who put that out? When did that come out?
0: It came out like last year on Kickstarter, I think.
1: Oh, it's more recent. Okay. No, it's it's
0: very recent. So they did a Kickstarter like I think last year maybe, and then I just picked it up after the Kickstarter as part of some type of bundle of holding maybe or humble bundle i forget what
1: t- is it its own system or is it using it, something
0: it's his own system i haven't read through it yet obviously because you know well as both you and i where we both have piles of rpgs <laughs> that we're going through <laughs> yes. but it, it, it looks to be its own system i don't think it was based off of like a 5e engine base or anything like that but it is a licensed hellboy um rpg game so for me i love hellboy so like, go oh, this could be fun
1: well, there were some great licensed DC and uh, Marvel games back in the, I remember the Batman role-playing game we played. Definitely everybody goes on about the Marvel face Rip. That was kind of the legendary TSR, the TSR role-playing one, yeah. game. Yeah. Oh, and that was huge in us wanting to do our superhero movies. Like, I have this great idea. You can do this as a movie. I remember one my ideas for the Fantastic Four. I busted out what I wanted to see into the uh, Marvel superhero role-playing game from TSR right. back in the day. I remember imagining, I remember my villains and everything else.
0: Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to play the Fantastic Four fighting a Dr. Doom, you know, it'd be awesome.
1: I think at this point, like when it comes to the superhero stuff, I'm kind of content with it all being in movies, these giant theatrical bubble gum releases, you know, popcorn and excitement and and it is what it is. It's cool to see that transition from where, like, nobody like, uh, 1980s and even in the 90s, like, if I walked around with a comic book, people were talking like talking trash on you. It wasn't cool. <laughs> it wasn't nerd. cool, yeah. But now You're a people role playing games and comics were not. We're ner-
0: yeah, they were <laughs> cool for sure. But now they are. You got people wearing like you said Iron Man
1: stuff, Captain America swag, Star Wars is you know huge oh yeah oh yeah star wars is i was a big star wars kid like you know picking up those toys when they came out and going to see those movies in the theater with my dad when i was younger and i love what's happened to star wars i'm gonna be 100 honest people talk trash in the disney star wars i think the disney star wars is phenomenal one of my favorite of the new star wars movies is a lot of people's least favorites and i think there's reasons for that i'll get into that later (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's a a separate topic i know we uh spent one one of our game sessions talking about the star Wars movies for like half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I mean, I, again, there's a lot more what was nerd fandom stuff when we we're growing up, that's made it into the mainstream. And even, even with like Japanese anime, it was a very niche, niche um, hobby when I was growing up in the eighties and nineties, but now it's everywhere. I mean, the pop- popularity of Dragon Ball um, and then some of the other, I'm not familiar with any of the, any of the modern stuff like Naruto or others most of the stuff that i follow is still from the 80s and 90s
1: <laughs> i mean anything that i know from anime is pretty old like i remember the Macross, and i remember robotech watching those and um things like Ghost in the shell and akira yep. but i don't think I've, i i i don't know much about most anime it's over my head we recently had a guest who did a game based on anime stuff and i i'll be honest i was a little bit lost to understand it's like I, have to, I learned a lot. Well, so, I found a few uh, things out. <laughs> so,
0: from that webcast, I recognize the stuff he was talking about because uh, he's obviously our age. So, he grew up with the similar stuff that we grew up with. So, from an anime side, on the superhero side, you know, if you like that, then I would recommend like Jojo, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is on Netflix right now, start with season three. In that series, you have humans that develop essentially psychic abilities or a stand. And they and they get superhero powers because of that psychic ability or stand. oh
1: cool I, lo- I I love my superheroes my I, yeah
0: <laughs> superheroes so, are great I would recommend you know JoJo's Does Adventure on Netflix start with season, season series three which is start, uh,
1: don't start at the beginning with season one or do they not have season one
0: well they do have season one and two but um season three is one is Stardust Crusaders and it and it takes place in the eighties so it follows like a family line so season one is like you know the sixteen hundreds or whatever it is. Ooh. 1700s, and then it leads up to this, like you know, ongoing. So, current is up to season like seven or eight, which is like you know, the great great grandkids of <laughs> the
1: person from season one. But and it's Jojo's, yeah, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Jojo, Jojo, or Jojo's Bizarre
0: Adventure, uh, Jojo's, plur,
1: uh, Possessive, Plural, okay, yeah. So, Jojo's, Possessive.
0: The, yeah, Jojo's the, the name of the character, okay. So, it's uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, but again, they develop psychic powers or stands and each person has a different type of power and it's very superhero
1: based when did this one come out uh so 21st jo- century or are we talking 80s or 90s
0: so JoJo's, so it's based on the on the manga so if you go back okay. to jojo series one it came out in the 80s <laughs> i mean like oh, okay pre-80s they're up to like jojo season like seven or eight maybe i i'm not to speak because i'm still stuck on like season five of the manga But um, it takes place, obviously, throughout history on it. So I'm just recommending starting with season three because that's when a lot of the stand powers manifest in the superhero context. Yeah, Season season one and two are, are cool, but it leads up to, you know, people developing different superhero stands. So I won't give it away, but again, people have different stands where, you know, you can have pyrotechnics and such where you control fire or you can control water or you have telekinesis and it manifests itself in something that they call a stand which is like a separate creature from your body that can do these special special moves and such and so it's uh, again very superhero based and it's interesting because there's a lot of different characters in it and um, I don't know if they ever did a role playing game for it but I've, I've seen some you know bootleg you know, hacks trying to create that but I'm sure you could create that with like a champions or a super role type of um, um, system as well too
1: I, I, when I think about what comics i read growing up and look at what i was into and how i got into it it was very circumstantial like the circumstances were that that these comics were available in the supermarket racks at the time and the other place that really influenced that was the library because in the 80s and early 90s i lived there was two houses between myself and the library Yeah, public libraries are awesome. (laughs) I would walk up to that library probably almost every night and every weekend. And they had... And through the 80s and 90s, they would get almost every DC and Marvel book that came out. And when Image finally came, started coming out, they, so they started getting they, some of they got those comic books or graphic novels. Comic books. Like oh, the really? Week, yeah, the like weekly publications. And they'd be a comic rack in the back. And that's where I'd go all the once, especially at least once a week, I'd go see what came out that week. And I'd read almost everything I could. I just grab all the new stuff and i just just go through everything. I read tons of comics that way you didn't have to pay for it and then i'd mow lawns and i'd go up to the we had a little comic store and then we had yep. little and we had little uh the 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 what's the word i'm looking for the 7-eleven still sold comics a lot then in the racks that would spin around and i would i remember freaking out when uh comic books started being 75 cents i was like oh no you it's so expensive i can only get uh, one comic for a dollar well, today
0: <laughs> today's price is even worse they're up to like 399 499 a book it's ridiculous
1: oh yeah it's definitely there's definitely been comic inflation um Yeah, back then I do remember freaking out that I couldn't get two comics for a buck. I was like, that's ridiculous. I'm supposed to get two comics for a dollar, not just this one. That's why I didn't buy Wolverine at first because he was one of the first expensive ones. I
0: have the, I have that Wolverine collection.
1: <laughs> I had those books. I eventually got them, but at first when they were on the shelf, I did not buy them straight up there. I was like, Wait. well, yeah,
0: there's a buck 75 starting off, you know, it's uh, Was that when they bit. turned
1: a buck 75 was the Wolverine? When was the 75 popped in then Wolverine came out at the buck 75? That was later on, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, that was later on. I I got to check back cuz when I got into it, um when I started buying Wolverine, it might have been around like issue 20 something. I think it was already on a buck 75, but I I'll, I'll have to go
1: think through my yeah, yeah. My uh box here and, th- and take a look. How, how much was the four-issue mini series? I'm trying to remember how much oh, those that were because I that had those puppies back in the day.
0: Yeah, those are Frank Miller Frank yeah. Miller ones. I suspect that those are probably closer to dollar type of range, maybe. And I have those and those are worth quite a bit of money now. Uh, I've to go find mine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I like I, I'll be 100% honest. I wish I still had my comic collection. I wish I didn't sell it off years ago, but I had to keep my kids in the house and bed. <laughs> Yeah,
0: but So you know, the kids
1: came before the comics. Priorities. Um, yeah. Uh if I had it to do over again, I'm not sure I would have cuz you know, I, that divorce came very soon after that first my first ex-wife and <laughs> that yeah. happened, is over with, but I am, like I said, huge fan of the movies. I'm always constantly going to see them when they first come out, the superhero movies. Like, I try to go there opening night. I'm thrilled for the new Spider-Man movie that's coming up. Oh, I...
0: I, I I've lost track of Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> I I, am,
1: I, don't know, I don't know what's going on with Spider-Man right now. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I was... I don't think I normally would be excited for another Spidey, but I think that what Marvel's been doing, I've been... They've, they've managed to keep me in, and they're doing with... Tom Holland's Tom Holland's my favorite Spider-Man I mean I like Tom Holland's
0: I just don't know what's going on in the series because I lost track of the main movie line you know the core Spider-Man and then there were crossovers with the Avengers and Doctor Strange so I'm totally confused on what's going on right now in the multiverse
1: yeah I don't I I, I'm there opening night as much as possible when the Disney Plus show comes on that morning I'm like hey it's time to watch Disney Plus but I can't watch it because of some reason I'm upset like Itching to get to it all day. If I have to wait till the next day, I'm furious. (laughs) It's like, I've got to see it right away. It's out now. (laughs) I'm obsessive over it. Yeah,
0: so I like the TV series a lot. I haven't watched as many of the movies in the theater. So for me, you know, I enjoyed the uh, Disney Plus TV series, but I don't always go to, well, I'm just not a theater person as much, um, especially during COVID. So I've cut back quite a bit. I just wait for the
1: release on TV. (laughs) Yeah. Streaming i i definitely have always been a theater person for some reason there was a period of time when i was in the military we had a free a free theater on the base and i would go see every stinking movie that came out like it didn't right. care if it was a rom-com or what It's like what are you doing in the evening i'm walking down to the theater to go see whatever well, movie just free, came out." <laughs> that's different
0: but you know for me it's probably because i'm i'm a little bit cheap and i was like you know how much is it to see a movie well, if you go to the matinees like 10 10 bucks but if you go during like evening hours you're up to like 15 or more and i'm like oh, oh yeah. that's that's getting crazy guys
1: <laughs> if it came down to it like i would prefer like i i was excited over covid when i found out i could just stay home and stream the movies i would prefer to just stream first run movies all day long like i yeah, don't likewise i don't want to go out but i want to see the stinking movie <laughs> i don't want i'm impatient i gotta see it now
0: yeah. So for, for me, it's a decision of whether should I see it on the big screen or not. So, you know, define my big screen would be like the vast movies, like the Dune or Star Wars or some other ones that have a full cinematic experience. But, you know, if I don't think I need the full cinema with stereo sound, I'm okay to watch it at home, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I don't need the, the big high tech stuff. You know, I watched... For years, I watched most of my stuff on a tiny little black and white TV. I'm all right with with not having the biggest, nicest. The TVs we have now are more impressive to me than anything in the quality that I get on these these, uh, flat screen, 21st century digital televisions that we have. I don't even know what to call them anymore. They're not the TVs we grew up with, the glass and the tubes and the changers. I don't know what to call it. LCDs or is that uh, L- no, CRTs? Probably. I'm not sure. I, I I'm ignorant here. I'm showing my ignorance. Well, we're coming up about. I think we're a little bit over a half an hour. We're supposed to do a half an hour in the weekend. So we're gonna we're gonna say we're gone over. Maybe I'll trim it down. <laughs> it's pretty close. It's probably around three. 30-
0: 35 minutes or so that works so it's it's i'm good. okay
1: with that if yeah. you've enjoyed what you've heard here today you can find us online WobbliesandWizards.com. you can find us on facebook just search wobblies and wizards go ahead and give us a like and a follow we'd love to see you interact with us there we'll respond you find me on the uh twitter at
0: logar and
1: keep those dice rolling
0: hey right. let's know what type of stuff you enjoy